You are listening to Personal Branding Exposed with Megan McNeil. Each episode, we'll explore different areas of personal branding and how you can build, maintain, and leverage off your own personal brand. Here's your host, Megan. Morning, everyone. Welcome to Personal Branding Exposed. And this week, I have got Kate Wilkinson with me, which I'm super excited about. Um, I was listening to Kate on a podcast oh, probably about 18 months ago. And this girl on the podcast is talking about Pinterest, which was my thing at the time. And the next thing, she's <laughs> talking about Cottesloe. And I'm like, hold on. I think this girl might be local to me. So we caught up for a wine, and that was great. And we finally have got Kate on the podcast. How are you? I'm so well. How are you going? I'm super excited to finally have you on the podcast. That's that's where I'm at today. <laughs> and it's so funny because um, so often, like you make these connections online, especially in Instagram, and then you're like chatting on a podcast, and you've never actually met. So I think you're the first podcast I've ever been on where we've actually met in real life and sat down and had a chat, which is really exciting. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's yeah. brilliant. I think that's just the beauty of the online world, though, because a lot of my business buddies and even clients and stuff never met in real life, but I know. you can just do that anywhere. So I, know, I love it. Kate, Kate is a wonderful Pinterest expert, but we're going to dive into more of what Kate is rather than what Kate does to start with. Okay, Kate, we're 15, we're sitting in class. What are we dreaming that we're going to do? Because it certainly isn't going to be Pinterest because I don't think Pinterest <laughs> definitely didn't exist when we were in school. I mean, not to give away my age, but no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, you know, to be completely honest, I was quite directionless through all of my teen years. I loved to write. I was maybe thinking about studying journalism, but I mean, I enjoyed school. I was such an introvert and I was honestly wasn't a very driven student. And that's, you know, that's something I definitely don't regret. And it's really interesting because I've had quite an unconventional path this far because you know usually people would graduate high school and go to university and do a degree and then fall into a career where I just kind of just meandered along and suddenly found myself working for myself many years later so I really didn't have this kind of like burning desire to you know to to even go to university and study something at you know 15 16 17 years old that's so interesting because most of the most interesting people that I've had on the show, it's the exact same, you know, or they might have had some mm -hmm. kind of really obscure idea of what they were going to do, like being well, not obscure as in like a normal, you know, the jobs that they tell you in school, like teacher, nurse, doctor, mm -hmm. accountant, etc. And they're nowhere near those fields, which is yeah. really interesting, which I think yeah. is the entrepreneurial spirit, isn't it? It is. And I think it's just, you know, as you leave high school and you start experiencing the outside world, you're just surrounded by these people who are just expanders in your life and they just make you so aware of all these other different career possibilities that you've never even thought of and never come into your space and suddenly this this kind of really beautiful organic inspiration path starts and that's very much kind of part of my journey the world moves so quickly now though as well I know, that you know, so we don't yeah, we don't have a career for life the way that our parents and our grandparents did. The jobs that we went into didn't exist when we were in school. I mean, you were you were your corporate career was a digital marketer. Like it was, that, yes. You know, that didn't really exist. That wasn't something that I was told about when I was in high school. 
<laughs> Even I when I did a marketing module at uni, um, there was very little social media stuff on it. It was very, you know, how to get into press and, you know, very traditional marketing. Mm. So it's a completely different world. Can I tell you the wildest story? I don't talk about this often. So <clears throat> when I was about 18 years old, I went to see this psychic who my friend had met in Bali. Pardon me. <clears throat> my friend had met in Bali and uh his name's Oman and he's this very mysterious man and we met at this cafe in Perth and he um he kind of dove into like reading my future and this was before social media existed right or maybe Facebook had just started but I don't think it even had and he was saying to me I've just got this picture in my head of you doing something and I can see hearts like people are liking things that you're doing with hearts and I was like what is this guy even talking about obviously it's like you know way before Instagram was everything and I came home and I was like I, I mean I don't, I don't even know this weirdo guy was talking about hearts in my life and, <laughs> and oh my obviously like predicting my future somehow in digital strategy but that was just such a wild thing that I've only really had this like recovered memory of it very recently when I was um going through like my voice memos from that had been like backed up on an old computer and I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. That's hilarious. I love I know. that. Yeah, like, same. How obscure, <laughs> but brilliant. Amazing. So you you were in digital marketing for many years before you set out on your own, but you mentioned in high school you loved writing, which is quite interesting because it was blogging that actually mm. got you out on your own in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So kind of like backtracking. So my journey, I left high school and I was running restaurants and I was really thinking at that age that I would have a career in hospitality, that I would be running restaurants and perhaps, you know, be a sommelier and I absolutely love the industry. And then I met a woman called Belle and she had a um, a accessories company. She made leather bags and belts, etc. And she asked me to come and help her out with her business. And I worked for her for many years and then I ended up continuing my journey in fashion actually. So I was working for a local designer, Abby Joseph, and she made yoga wear, yoga leggings at a time, just even before Lulu. I mean, I sound like such an old lady in this in this interview, but it was even before Lulu Lemon had really come to Australia. And people weren't and so she was a online clothing company at a point where people just didn't buy online then people didn't buy clothing online it was a completely foreign concept for australia e-commerce wasn't a big thing and um so she had an online business and that's when i discovered website user experience and the importance of personal branding instagram was coming online um search engine optimization all of these really fun juicy digital things that i still very much love and it was at that time that i also started writing a little blog on the side too it was called uh tell me tuesday and it was a my first ever personal creative expression and I laugh about it because I talk about it in a way it's like I used to do it when I had so much free time because I would spend like days decorating a cake and like test driving, you know, gin cocktail recipes and 
um, you know, make little clay coasters and just do this really beautiful creative activities that I hadn't really ever tapped into that part of my brain ever before. And I was so shy about it that I never put my face anywhere and I just use like stock photos of other women <laughs> on my about page. <laughs> and <clears throat> um, so that was like, that was, that funny little blog was really what kicked off my journey into working as a digital marketer because I started using Pinterest to promote my blog and I wasn't doing it with any real strategy. You know, I was uploading my pin size graphics. I was, you know, adding some text and I was just pinning them to, to some boards and I was creating some freebies at the same time too. I was like, oh, you know, I'll create a mailing list. Why not? And I created the freebies like some, you know, like some free resources and PDFs. And I looked in my MailChimp one day. I think maybe I got an email from MailChimp telling me I had to pay for like, because I was running a free account. And I was like, why do I have to pay? And then I had like thousands of subscribers. And then I was, <laughs> and I looked at my Google Analytics. I'd never thought to. It was just like a little fun little side project. I was getting like thousands of users coming to my website and I was getting all of these subscribers and I was like, wow, this is really something that's very interesting. There's definitely something to this. And yeah, and that was that was like start of Pinterest being a really big part of my my professional career. Yeah. I love that. So that was that was just a hobby at that point. Oh my goodness. It was the most fun hobby ever. And I would like I had like set up a little studio in my front room and I had like local photographers come and help me shoot specific things. And I was doing, you know, sponsored posts for Campari and Kathy Sparkling Water. I mean, it was just like the most fun ever. Like, well, that was going to be my next question. Did you commercialize <laughs> it? But you did. I did. Look, I, I mean, not really, to be honest. Um, it, I, I was just such an, introvert that I probably could be right now like an OG Instagram <laughs> blogger but I was just so shy about it I mean honestly two of my friends knew about it and obviously my partner Quinn but I just didn't talk about it at all because it I felt so vulnerable about it because it was something that was a creative expression and that felt personal I felt really personal and I felt really scared that people would criticize it or make fun of it and um, maybe just think that it's a silly thing so I honestly just just kind of hid behind it a bit and then a few years ago I thought oh, I better shut this down because I'm not doing anything with it <laughs> so that's completely gone now yeah the website's gone I mean it's like archived somewhere um the pictures all the recipes it's so funny I had started in the blog in addition to like talking about you know cocktails and cupcakes etc I'd also started writing some posts about blogging you know and and how to you know get your blog to rank and then I started writing a couple of posts about Pinterest and so I set up some 301 redirects sounds super nerdy I set up some redirects for some URLs so if someone came across my Pinterest pin because it's Pinterest still keeps driving traffic to this website it doesn't exist that 
they would still find that article on my current website. And okay. I, every now and again, however, I get an email from someone going, I don't know how I ended up on your website, but I'm looking for a grapefruit and gin and rosemary cocktail. And I, yeah, yeah, I still got that one. I just sent it through to you. <laughs> <laughs> I well, recommend it. You make a bit of a rosemary syrup with some fresh grapefruit juice and some gin. It's like delicious. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, a prerequisite for being in like the Megan relevant bubble is that you've got to like gin. So I think everyone's going to want that recipe now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. We should put it in the show notes. I think we need to. <laughs> that's brilliant. And I think that that's really important because there's um what um what I'm trying to step into with what I'm going to be doing in the the new year which seems like a long way away but also we're in August already so it's a bit scary is definitely working with those entrepreneurs those those people that are mm. you know entrepreneurial but are currently in organizations and you know personal branding I think is super important and I know you know the value yeah. of it as well you've really leaned into it for your business especially in the last few years that um you know baby steps is all it takes like you you hid behind you know stock images and your recipes etc to start with but boy did you get a lot of experience from that and that's what it's all about and you know taking small steps to have big creative ideas in the end and going and leaning into what you really want yeah absolutely and, and the journey for me arriving where I am now where I feel like you know social media marketing can be really a fun joyful experience while still being really authentic and genuine it hasn't been a straight line it definitely hasn't been an easy journey as well yeah. and it's so easy to dip into that world of comparison Tardis where you're just looking at other Instagrammers going, wow, it's amazing. Like she just gets a show up every day and she just talks to the camera so confidently. And it probably wasn't even 12 months ago when I re would record, you know, one story 10 times until I got the perfect take, you know. And, and marketing becoming a really joyful, fun, flowy experience it's just mindset, right? It's just really just leaning into the belief that no one's perfect and you just have to show up and be beautifully imperfect. And that's when you have those really beautiful, genuine connections to your audience. Couldn't agree more. And I think that it's really important to go on to things like podcasts, public speak, videos, whatever it is that you want to do, or even having conversations with people, because there is no straight line. And when you see a straight yeah. line on any social media that, you know, someone woke up and the next day they're a millionaire, <laughs> like hopefully we're all savvy enough that we know that's not quite what happened. Yeah. But find yeah. out what did happen, because you just need to find people who have had a similar yeah. journey or at least a similar starting point and are looking or, or in the kind of direction of where you're trying to go that's where you can emulate them that's where they're that's your um mentors that's the people you want to learn from and stuff and I think it's super important to be sharing these stories because your your story is important I, I you yeah. know we've been connected for a while now and you show up really confidently on Instagram I'm like okay Kate knows her shit she is like confident she is showing up and that's awesome but, you know, without having that chat with you, I wouldn't have known that you were hiding behind stock photos mm. you know, just three or four years yeah. ago. It's it's a massive change. And then you go, Kate's just like me. I'm I'm where Kate was a couple of years ago. But you know what? There's end at the light. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I can be like Kate. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we all know that, you know, Instagram and other social media platforms are just kind of a highlight reel of our lives. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. we've all had those like crying on the bathroom floor moments, right? (laughs) Where you're just like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my business? This is all wrong. You know, I'm wasting my time. Everyone else is doing it better than me. Like we all have those those thoughts that go through our mind and it's just about just kind of still believing in your purpose and passion yeah couldn't agree more can we chat a little bit more about that step from corporate into your own business and why that was so important to you yeah of course so after I had been working for the online clothing company she sold to a company in Brisbane and and then I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do I didn't know I had been working in fashion, but I wasn't, uh, you know, particularly chasing a career in fashion. I loved the the digital marketing side of it more than anything. And um, I was on Seek and I saw a job for a studio manager at a local digital creative agency called Media on Mars, um, who are still in business and who are just such a wonderful company. And... I was probably the least experienced person who went for that job and they really believed in me and I'm so grateful to Cammy and her team for taking that leap because I worked there for four years as studio manager and, and uh, digital project manager and it was just such a fun experience. They worked a lot in the non-for-profit um, uh, community organisations so a lot of their work was dealing with people and creating solutions for organizations that were doing good and um i love that job so much and then my partner and i decided to go and live in spain for six months <laughs> so amazing we, so we sub, subletted our house and um and moved over spending most of our time in barcelona for six months which was an extraordinary experience and then i came back to perth and I started working, I got a job almost straight away in a very corporate digital agency um, with an incredible team and amazing directors, but I probably jumped at the job too soon because their clients just weren't where my passion was. So they worked a lot in the oil and gas, mining. There's a lots of very masculine energy with their client base. And that's just not a, a fit for me. I thought it was, but suddenly I was in that situation. I was like, oh, wow, I really loved working with, you know, feminine contacts and um, and people who were, you know, contributing to the community. And, and I just was feeling really unfulfilled. And I had also been um, playing around with Pinterest. I had two clients. Um, I think I was charging a hundred dollars a month or something for, I mean, like the most ridiculous amount of money. (laughs) And, um, and I realized that I just was just so desperate for a change and I wanted to blend my own kind of feminine energy with uh, working with other incredible entrepreneurs that, just kind of felt more aligned to me and the work that I love doing. And so I work now with coaches and creatives and consultants. And so I just, just decided to leave that job after only 12 months 
and it was really scary. I decided that I was going to run a Pinterest marketing agency. And this was at a time where no one was really talking about Pinterest marketing. Still, Instagram was still very much um, the cool kid on the scene. And um, it was quite scary to be really pigeonholing so much and being that niche. And my partner was saying to me, oh, I don't know, I don't know about this. Maybe you should offer Instagram as well. And I was like, no, I really believe in it. You know, like I really, really believe in it. Everyone is doing Instagram. The market is so saturated. And I really just, I believe in it so much. And kind of in there, I kind of skimmed past it, but I'd had a bit of a, a burnout coming out of corporate and starting my own business and that transition. And I'd kind of just been caught up in this like hustle culture that I just despise so much, even to today. Yeah. And <clears throat> and it, there was just all these messages at the moment, at, at that time on Instagram, like, you can show up every day, hustle harder, hustle harder queen. And I was like, <clears throat> I don't align these I don't align with these values and and what I'd seen from Pinterest is that you could still grow your business and drive tons of passive income without having to show up every day without even having to show up once a week you can create one bit of content it can drive traffic to your website for 8 years I mean it was just extraordinary and I, I loved that from a values perspective as well as you know coming out of a burnout and and so that's really where I took the business and it, it served me so well. And I'm really fortunate now where I don't do Pinterest management anymore, but I teach other incredible women how to become Pinterest marketers and Pinterest strategists and make their first money online or start their first online business as a Pinterest marketer. Yeah. And that is being, yeah, I mean, I was like almost in tears. So I, I launched the program Pinning VA Academy about a year ago and I've had so many women come through that program and I was just like almost in tears at the end of last year because my partner and I have a, a practice where every New Year's Eve before we go out and drink champagne with our friends, we walk across the street to a park bench where we are in Cottesloe on the beach and um, we talk about what we're grateful for. And... I was like, I, I don't know what I've done in this life to deserve to do such fulfilling work. And it was just such an emotional experience because I had thought of it like, oh, I'm going to empower women to become Pinterest marketers. You know, that's my thing. And then the stories of the women who have gone through this program, women who've never been financially independent from their husbands or have an autoimmune disease that means they can't work in a full-time job or have always been scared and wanting to do something or have a situation where they need to work from home and they've come through these programs and they're making money online. And I I just feel so, I mean, it's so cliche. I just feel so blessed that I got to, to be part of their journeys. I mean, it was just the biggest gift yeah. to have them in my life. And, um, and yeah, so that's been by far just one of the greatest things I could have ever done, I think. 
I love that. I love that you've yeah. just really leaned into what it is that you want to do and what you're passionate about. And, you know, it would have been much easier to say, yeah, okay, we'll add Instagram into the mix as well, because people understand Instagram. Instagram mm -hmm. is cool. You know, everybody wants to grow their Instagram. And yeah. I'm, I'm of the same belief as you. It's so saturated. It's so hard. The platform doesn't help you like it helped you five years ago. So yeah. getting those 10,000 followers that everyone's, you know, dreaming of, it doesn't work the same way. And, you know, that's why LinkedIn and Pinterest are my two prong mm. kind of approach, because I think that they're both, um, well, they're both old platforms. There's nothing new about yeah. them, no. but they're new, in, they're new in terms of take up. And the platforms are really trying to grow, and especially in Australia, they're really trying to grow. So they're helping you grow. And that's the difference. Yeah. You go onto Facebook, yeah. Instagram, they're, you've got, it's pay to play. It's not like that so much on on them Pinterest and it's not a social media channel which I also love because yes yeah, <laughs> yeah what you were saying about you know content can be found eight years later that is ROI as far as I'm concerned oh you know, yeah that's, that's amazing that's worth sitting down and recording a podcast to make content or writing a blog or yeah. creating yeah. that freebie or something like that on Instagram what is it 24 hours shelf life if yeah. you're lucky yeah <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, Pinterest is such an interesting platform. And I know we always think about it as like a place for like recipes and wedding planning, but the way we talk about it through the VA Academy is as a, <clears throat> pardon me, a visual search engine. And that's probably why I loved it so much because I'd worked in search engine optimization, you know, with this yoga pack company trying to get us to rank in Google. And you do the same thing inside Pinterest. You try to get your pins to rank first in the search engine. And um, that's just, a, you know, just such a incredible tool for, and I don't want to sound too market kind of lingo, but you know, this, evergreen content it's just extraordinary which is why i'm still sending people rosemary <laughs> gin cocktail recipes eight years later <laughs> yeah now i totally see the point of um pinterest for products because it's very visual like mm -hmm. you said so if you um, start staging your products fantastic it can go gangbusters if you do it right service providers i find slightly harder to try and um Kind of get that same kind of impact but from a personal brand perspective how do you see pinterest fitting into someone trying to build their personal brand trying to be become the expert in their niche do you see mm -hmm. a gateway there yeah absolutely so pinterest for it so pinterest is the right platform for anyone who is publishing any uh, content online so that might be a, a shop with physical or digital products it might be a blog it might be a podcast etc and so really it's just a traffic driver it's this engine that keeps driving thousands of people to your platform getting more eyes on your work and when I've worked with clients over all these years the ones that have the best results from Pinterest are the ones who create an opportunity for that Pinterest user to actually stay in their inner circle and that's whether it's an invitation to join their Facebook group or jump on their mailing list, subscribe to their podcast, whatever it may be. Because we know just from websites in general, you know, there's these crazy stats like 
there's a 90% chance that anyone who visits your website will never visit it again. Don't upset everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so really it's about, it's about trying to keep them in your inner circle and make sure they, they continue to see your incredible work that you've worked so hard to create. So if you have a freebie opt-in, a masterclass, a free training, and you know, a PDF guide, some templates if you're a creative, whatever it may be, some kind of free resource as an exchange for your email address, Pinterest is just this incredible tool for growing your email list. I mean, it's just extraordinary. Yeah. And so for a personal brand, it's more top of the funnel to get them into your community as opposed exactly to right. Yeah, yeah exactly that. right. And, you know, I mean, I could talk about Pinterest tongues blue in the face because I just love it so much. Well, because I, I mean, I love digital funnels and Pinterest is just such an incredible driver. You know, it is that big kind of engine that does push users to your website. So the great thing is, is that, Let's talk about Instagram versus Pinterest. A Pinterest, so an Instagram user is just kind of mindlessly scrolling and to get them actually off the platform is really hard. Instagram keeps kind of creating all of these features like reels and lives and stories to make sure that we stay on there longer and longer and don't go anywhere, right? It's a very intentional strategy that the creators have where Pinterest wants you to come to the platform, search like you search in Google, find exactly what you're looking for and leave. And so they're far more likely to convert into a subscriber or a sale than users from any other platform because they have intentionally searched for exactly what you have offered. They've yeah. intentionally searched for it, found that you have it, and then they come to your website already engaged in this topic. It's not like Instagram where you're just like, hey, are you interested in this topic? Hey, are you interested? <laughs> And hoping to kind of like catch flies that way, Pinterest is a far more intentional platform. And that's why those conversions are just so powerful. Yeah, no, I love that. That's brilliant. That's a great way of explaining it, actually. The fact that it's a search engine, people go on knowing exactly what they want. Whereas mm -hmm. you're right on Instagram, I'm looking at holidays, then I'm looking at puppies, and the next thing I'm looking at where the most smashed oh, avo is. <laughs> I'm looking at dog influences. I'm looking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking. At, I'm looking at like the inspired, unemployed. Like I'm looking at everything, right? And and I'm just searching for like to be entertained. Where yeah. where Pinterest is that intentional platform, which is so great. You know why you're there. No, I love that. Kate, yeah. what's next for you? Because I, like you said you're not actually um, doing Pinterest management directly for clients anymore. You're more kind of upskilling so that there's more mm. Pinterest VAs out there in the world. But what's next for Kate? So my intention for my business and uh, move away from niching so hard into Pinterest is just continue to help entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, creatives, really amplify their income. I'm wildly passionate about repeatable cash infusions. And so what that really means is I still love Pinterest, obviously, as you can tell from before. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but it's just really one piece of the pie and one thing that I'm kind of wildly passionate about when it comes to digital marketing. And I just really just want to kind of continue to 
pull in more of those pieces that I really just love to use. So things like sales funnels, um, helping my clients who are coaches who have developed online courses, create evergreen systems yep. um, is a big focus in my business right now. And that will just kind of continue to grow and flow. And as I continue my journey into more um, marketing mentorship and business coaching as well, which is so exciting. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, you said that, you know, you've been wanting to interview me for ages, but I feel like this has actually fallen at such a perfect time because it, I just kind of come out of another, like my business coach calls it like the mushy bit of when you're like a, <laughs> a caterpillar about to become a butterfly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you're just in that, that squishy bit when you're like redoing your website and like reassessing my branding and reassessing my team and those positions and everyone's roles and kind of what it looks like. And it's all just been a bit like, like a soup at end up until about a month ago so it's a very exciting time to be chatting with you oh i love this this is really exciting yes i'm also in the mushy bit because um not that, <laughs> not that you knew this kate okay. but this is actually going to be the the last personal branding exposed um ah. interview for quite a while because i'm also um turning into a butterfly let's call it that yeah. um <laughs> sort of doing more of the same but more directed to a specific target audience to really kind of hone in and make it more deliverable because you know I started my business at the start of COVID and you know mm -hmm. I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do I've done some great things with some great people and now you're kind of you're right you get out of the mushy bit and now I know which parts really worked and which parts I loved because that's I think we lose sight of that you get clients that are willing yeah. to pay the top dollars but they're not who you want to work with and yeah. you might as well have stayed with the corporate digital company you were mm -hmm. with because they would have given you the top dollars and but you'd have still been mm -hmm. working with people you didn't really love working yeah. with so yes the mushy bit the mushy, the mushy bit is messy it's a good thing but, right it's so good because when it yeah. starts solidifying and you start seeing the assets and the things yeah. sort of coming together, you go, that's why we're here. <laughs> so yeah. this is great. That's such a great point you made about just being really intentional about who you work with. And it's a really hard thing to do as an entrepreneur is to say no yeah. to the potential of money coming into your business. Yeah. But one of my favorite entrepreneurs, her name's Anisha, she posted this quote years ago, maybe two years ago on her Insta that said, you didn't leave your soul-sucking job to run a soul-sucking business. And I was like, oh, that is just so good. Um, Isn't it? Just Anisha Woolery is her name. Um, and I was like, God, that is just, and I think about that all the time, right? And so whenever there's the intention of just kind of going off course and going off track, they're like, I mean, I don't usually offer that. That's not something I'd usually love to do, but, you know, um, Oh yeah, maybe I'll think about doing it. It's always just like a really great reminder to come back to your core purpose and passion. Yep. And kind of really and what say, actually lights you up. A hundred percent and say no to Instagram mm. and yes to Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It's Thank really you just so much. That that's oh. this has been brilliant. A uh, great insight. I love hearing about your journey more than anything. Um I mean I, I love Pinterest, so I'm I'm with you on that one anyway. So you've got a converted fan there. But in terms okay. of your actual story, absolutely love it. I think it's really important for people to be especially successful people, and I put you in the successful bucket, um, to share that story, to share how hard it was and you know what the good parts were and the bad parts, because it's not the easy option you know to mm. decide to go out mm. on your own
Mm, so I love absolutely. that. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. No worries. I'm going to put all of your um, all your links into the show notes. But for yeah. anyone who doesn't read show notes, do you want to just quickly tell them where they can find you? Of course, I'm Kate Wilkinson on Instagram or my website is Kate Wilkinson Creative. On both of those platforms, I've got a whole bunch of free resources. I've got a, a whole library of tools for anyone who's starting their online marketing journey. And I've also got a free training about um, 10 cash infusions you can add to your business right now. So you can find them. They're everywhere. They're almost impossible to ignore. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they are. <laughs> she will get so, you in um, her funnel. <laughs> so it's a really, really great um, a program as well. That's absolutely great. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Kate. And thank you for sharing all of those little tidbits and your story as well. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Gorgeous. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Personal Branding Exposed. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, then please listen to some more, but also share it with your friends and leave a review. I'm a pretty new podcast, so that means quite a lot for me and I really appreciate your kind words. Social media, if you have any feedback or you just want to just want to chat really send me a message i'm normally found on instagram or linkedin they're where i like to hang out but i do have facebook if that's your thing and also on the website you can get my details there and you can get in touch thank you so much for getting this far if you want a little bit more though these episodes actually go out live every tuesday at 8 p.m western standard time here in western australia at 8 p.m which if you're in canada or america that'll be first thing in the morning for you so you can uh, listen over your morning coffee and if you're in the uk it'll be over your lunch break I speak to these amazing people every single Tuesday and they just expose their personal brands to us. They tell us what makes them tick, what motivates them. We hear their stories of where they've come from and where they are now and how they got there. There's loads you can take from this, lots of uh, motivation and inspiration. Like These people are awesome and they really niche down. They know what it is that they're doing, so there's so much to take away from them. I have got this amazing lineup of people coming up, so make sure it's in your diary, 8pm Western Standard Time and the podcast drops every Wednesday. Till next time.